0: Have you ever noticed that many pastors, teachers, and TV preachers add conditions to salvation by grace, even though the Bible states salvation is by grace through faith alone? Some say that you must stop sinning before you can be saved. Others say that you must do good works to maintain your salvation, or be baptized, or speak in tongues to prove that you're saved. Greetings, I'm Dr. Paul Felter. Welcome to Primal Bible where we expose church fallacies and flawed Christian traditions with Bible truth. We let the Bible speak for itself. If you appreciate these video podcasts, please consider subscribing. Also, please visit my website, breadoflife.media, for additional resources, including my free PDF chart of your Bible, Rightly Divided. So here in Romans chapter 5, the Apostle Paul continues the doctrine of justification by faith alone. Paul opens verse 1 with the word therefore, referencing passages from chapter 4 about the justification of Abraham by faith alone. Verse 1 quote, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul declares that our faith in Jesus Christ puts us at peace with God the Father. God's requirement for payment of sin was satisfied on our behalf by Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. Jesus' blood satisfied the justice and judgment God demanded as payment for sin. Verse 2 By whom also we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We now have access to the grace of God by our faith in Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for our sin, was buried, and rose again the third day. This is the gospel wherein we stand and our hope of eternal glory with the Lord. Verses 3 and 4, quote, And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, end quote. The difficulties and hardships that we endure in our daily lives build our patience, if we handle them in a godly manner. Patiently enduring hardships builds experience, and with that experience, hope for a better outcome of future hardships, as we have more experience on how to handle ourselves in times of difficulties. Verse 5, quote, And hope that maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us, End quote. When your hope is in the Lord during difficult times, then you are not ashamed, even if those around you ridicule you about your faith. You know in your heart that God loves you and will guide you through the trouble. Verse 6 For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for us while we were sinners, the enemies of God. How much more will he help us in this life now that we believe? Verses 7 and 8, quote, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Quote. Paul is contrasting the sinner with the righteous man by asking the question, Would anyone die for a righteous or good man? Perhaps someone might, but no one would die for a sinner. But God pledged His love for us in that while we were common sinners, worthy of nothing, worthy of death, Christ died on the cross so we could be made righteous before God. Verse 9, Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Another interesting verse. Since we are justified before the Father by the blood of Christ, we shall also be spared from the wrath of God through Jesus Christ. The wrath of God certainly would include the final judgment and the sentencing to hell. But also could, I think, include the wrath of the seven-year tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble, where the wrath of God is poured out upon the earth. This could be a proof text for the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. Verse 10, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. End quote. Paul is restating the position. We were reconciled to God by the death of Jesus Christ, who died for us while we were the enemies of God, sinners, and now, being reconciled to God, we shall be saved from God's wrath by the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 11 quote, And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. End quote. We can rejoice with the Father through our Lord Jesus Christ, because He has made atonement for us before God. Jesus has settled the account on our behalf, and we are now declared righteous before God the Father. Verses 12 and 13, quote, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Quote. The progression here is clear. Sin entered the world by one man, Adam. All of Adam's children and descendants were made in Adam's image, one of a fallen human nature. We know this is true because we all have fallen, sinful natures, and we all die unless we are alive at the rapture. Verse 14 quote, Nevertheless, Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Whether or not someone living from the time of Adam up to Moses sinned or obeyed God, they still died as death passed upon all living things. Adam was a figure or picture of Jesus, in that both Adam and Jesus were direct creations of the Father. God created Adam from the dust of the ground and the Holy Spirit created Jesus in the womb of Mary. Everyone else on the planet had two parents, unless you're a clone. Adam was the antithesis of Jesus Christ, as Adam disobeyed God, but Jesus obeyed God even unto the cross. Verse 15, But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. End quote. Through the disobedience of one man, Adam, all died. But through the obedience of one man, Jesus Christ, many shall receive the free gift of God, salvation by grace. Verse 16, quote, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the free gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift, is of many offenses unto justification. End quote. The free gift of salvation did not come by one that sinned like Adam. The free gift of salvation by grace came by Jesus Christ, who has forgiven us many offenses through his blood, justifying us before the Father. Verse 17, quote, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Quote. Paul is restating the premise so that we don't miss it. Death reigned by Adam's offense, but grace reigns abundantly in those that are saved. We shall reign over sin in this life by Jesus Christ. Verse 18, quote, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men to justification of life, quote. So, by the disobedience of Adam, condemnation came upon all. So, by the righteousness of one man, Jesus Christ, the free gift of grace came upon all men to justification before the Father, to all that believe. Verse 19, quote, For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one man Many shall be made righteous. Through the disobedience of Adam, many were made sinners by their fallen, sinful human nature. But by the obedience of Jesus Christ, many are made righteous through believing the gospel of grace. Verse 20 Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did abound much more. When the law of Moses was given, sin abounded because the law defined sin. But where sin abounds, grace abounds much more, because God's grace is greater than man's sin, grace that leads to salvation and freedom. Verse 21, quote, That as sin hath reigned unto death, so shall might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord, quote. From Adam till now, sin reigned on the earth. But grace reigns in those that believe Jesus Christ and have eternal life Via the gospel of grace, Paul has drawn a clear distinction between Adam, who caused the problem of sin, and Jesus Christ, who provided the remedy for sin with his death on the cross and provides that remedy to all that believe the gospel of grace. All who believe that Jesus died on the cross for their sin, was buried, and rose again the third day are saved by grace and free from the curse of sin. Well, folks, thank you for joining me. That concludes Romans chapter 5. Be sure to subscribe to my channel. Click the notification bell for upcoming videos. I'll be doing a video on each chapter of the book of Romans. So if you enjoyed this video, please, like I say, like and subscribe and download even more. Thanks for joining me today. See you next time. God bless.